You're listening to a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hi, this is Manjula Narayan, National Books Editor, Hindustan Times, and this is the Books and Authors podcast. It's a weekly podcast where I speak to authors who've got a new book out. Hi, so today we have with us Umesh Gaur, who's um, uh, you know who's brought out Paper Trails: Modern Indian Works on Paper. which is part of the gore collection uh, which he uh, he and his wife uh, you know together have put together so yes hello. hi manjula hi so uh, you know tell me about how the two of you started uh, you started this collection you know just to begin our conversation and okay. then we get into the all right well uh, we started collecting in about 1995 uh this is when uh, the first exhibition of uh, modern and contemporary indian art took place in new york at sotheby's one fine afternoon we were in new york we kind of walked into this exhibition they were showing works which were coming up to the auction and we just fell in love with those works and uh, that was the beginning uh and uh, uh, we were very really lucky to get started at the right time because this was the time when indian art market was just taking off uh, uh mm-hmm. christies were starting to have ex- uh, auctions in i believe late 90s and then saffron art came online in the early 2000s so because we were sort of early to the party we were able to pick up a lot of works by progressives tayyab mehta uh, ram kumar uh, hussein raza padamsi and you know because there was not that much competition uh, you know the works came on the market and very few people were uh, at the auction so that's how the collection got started and in the beginning obviously we collected uh, uh uh the important uh, progressive artist once the market took off then the prices started to take off and then we moved over to the next generation which is ganesh pine so the patwardhan uh jogan chaudhry the next just a little bit younger uh, uh generation and then mm. these also took off and before you know we were uh, 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 moving over to young contemporary artists which was uh, subodh gupta uh, uh, tv santosh uh, uh, and and you know we were very very early in fact uh, i was one of the first person to ever have bought a subodh gupta outside of india Oh, yes really? yes oh. so what gupta came on auction market with saffron art and if you go and look at the saffron art all previous auction records the first painting which came on the market is something which we acquired and so then these young artists just really took off and before you know subodh gupta was selling more for more money than hussein and tayyab mehta combined and <laughs> uh, then of course we you know kind of slowed down we said well this is you know. and now as we are collecting all along we also developed an interest in collecting works on paper 
these are prints, charcoals, watercolors, acrylics, uh, works which are somewhat smaller in scale and very mm. intimate. And oh. again, you know, for example, in the book, uh, Paper Trails, which we'll talk more about, uh, you will see a work by Ram Kumar, which is the charcoal drawing. I can tell you, I mean, I've, I've been collecting art for 25, more than 25 years. I have never seen a drawing by Ram Kumar, uh, which is better than that drawing. Of course, I'm biased, but but I, I truly feel that is one of the best drawings which Ram Kumar did. You don't want townscape? Yes, the townscape is, uh, okay. according to Mr. Ram Kumar himself, this is one of his best charcoal oh. drawings. Uh, okay. And uh, we have, you know, work by Ghulam Muhammad Sheikh, uh, the Jogit Chaudhrys. Yes. So we're able to, again, collect a very nice collection of uh, works on paper. And uh, uh, so now the story kind of moves forward we got involved with museums and mm -hmm. i was the person to spearhead the first exhibition of modern and contemporary indian art which took place in america this was in oh. 2002 and there had been you know a few smaller exhibitions here and there from the herbert's collection and uh, when mrs gandhi went to to washington and uh, so, so there was an exhibition uh, uh, in, in D.C. Of in, but nothing serious had really taken place. S serious, I mean, nothing which was a scholarly exhibition uh, uh, had taken place. Mm -hmm. So 2002, the exhibition at the Zimrilli was uh, mm -hmm. uh, uh, perhaps the uh, largest uh, uh, exhibition, and it was a groundbreaking exhibition, it's sort of, you know, and it was very well received. Uh, a lot of artists mm -hmm. from India who were traveling, including Ram Kumar, Satish Gujral, Jahangir Sabawala, all these artists went to really see the exhibition. A lot of collectors came from India, and, and so it was really well received. And that's how we got mm -hmm. interested in, in working with museums. And since then, we have worked quite a bit with museums. And the Paper Trail book is a book on a exhibition on, on works on paper from our collection, all by senior artists. And, and, and this is an exhibition which took place at Grinnell College, uh, which is a very nice elite college in, in the U.S., and mm -hmm. uh, so they they uh, helped us produce this book, and I think uh, uh, it's it's a very interesting and a unique book, which had which has come on the market. And and I think if I'm correct, this is the first book uh, on Indian art which is on works on paper. Oh, yeah. I see. Okay. Okay. But tell me, like when you when you started collecting art, you know what what pushed you, what drove you. I mean, how did you you know select particular works? Because when I look at look at this collection, you know they're all really good pieces. Yeah. So I'm just wondering how you managed to hit the right <laughs> you know the right note. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know? that's a good question. You know, uh, I always say, you know. Uh, uh, 
collecting is an intellectual enterprise. It is something where you have to really study. So very early on, we also started a collection on on books of Indian art. And so we had a lot of books which were some of them were rare books because there were very few books in the late 90s on Indian art. There was a book by Thule, mm-hmm. uh, which is, I considered, a classic. Uh, Gita Kapoor had written a book, uh, When Was yes. Modernism at that time? And Arun Bhattera mm-hmm. had published a, a, a book which was sort of like a picture book, but it did have a lot of very, very strong works in there. So, Mm-hmm. We started collecting books and also getting historical books, books published in the 1950s, 1960s. And very quickly, we had to develop a, a knowledge base on who were the important artists. And mm-hmm. fortunately, we also simultaneously developed a good eye for how to look at work mm-hmm. and, and uh, uh, sort of choose work for our collection. Mm-hmm. So it was a gradual process. It was definitely a gradual process. It's you know, and and the process has not ended. We are, we still keep on learning. We we keep on buying new things. You know, currently, uh, we are uh, back to collecting uh, Indian indigenous art, uh, and uh, your earlier exhi- one of the earlier exhibitions was to do with Indian indigenous yes, art. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, exhibition was uh, one of the first exhibitions, which was a traveling exhibition. Uh, this exhibition went to uh, seven, eight museums in the U.S. And uh, that exhibition was, uh, there was a fantastic book which came, uh, which, which came along with that exhibition. And let me also throw in that uh, in 2018, uh, that exhibition was listed in the top 20 exhibitions in America, in a magazine called Hyperallergic Magazine. I don't know if you're familiar with it or not, but it's an online magazine with a very, very large readership. And they every year put out a list of what they think are the top 20 exhibitions. Now, which is which is a significant thing. I mean, in the U.S., there are more than 10,000 museums. And all museums mm. do several exhibitions a year. So to yeah. be able to uh, <laughs> somehow make it on that list, <laughs> we were pleasantly surprised. And if for the longest time, we thought it was a mistake. But uh, eventually we, we convinced <laughs> ourselves that it was really. And, 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 and I tell you why it was there. It was there because the exhibition was aesthetically very exciting and pleasing. These are tribal works, very colorful, very engaging, very different. And in the age where diversity is becoming very important, uh, to show Indian art, which is indigenous, was something which, which everybody wanted to show. And I think that's how the exhibition made on that prestigious list. Mm. And plus, I mean, uh, you know, Australian indigenous art has now become so big. So when we look at our indigenous art, you know, it's equally powerful, it I is. think. Perhaps that's it the, is very powerful. You know, and uh, and now it's getting a lot of momentum. Uh, there's a, mm. you know, I don't know if you know the artist called Jangar Singh Sham. Uh, he's a good mm-hmm. artist. Yes. 
And yes. his works are in very high demand all of a sudden. And yes. uh, I'll tell you another story on that. You know, uh, back in, uh, I would say 10 years ago, there was a work by Jangar Singh Shah which came on an auction market at, at Sotheby's. And mm. the work did not sell. And so we were going through the catalog, and and I was I looked at the work. I said, "Well, I've never heard of this artist," but then I looked at the footnote that this work had been displayed at Centre Pompidou in 1980s. I said, "Whoa, Ooh. that's that's a very serious artwork." I mean, who is this artist? And so we did some research, and we found out that uh, uh, Centre Pompidou did a very famous exhibition called Magicians of the Earth. And in mm-hmm. that exhibition, they had four Indian artists, and this work was included in that exhibition. So obviously, we went to Sotheby's, and we made them an offer after the auction, and that was one of the beginnings of our collection of Indian tribal art. Oh. Now, I should also add that uh, uh, Indian tribal art collection we have gifted to the Philadelphia Museum of Art. And uh, they are actually planning on doing a rather major exhibition of this material, uh, which would be curated Mm. by Dale Mason, who is one of the authors for the book uh, in Paper Trails. And Mm. they're going to do a rather major exhibition. Oh, when's that? This year? This will happen next year. In fact, she is in in, in Delhi right now, also looking for works and, and planning for the exhibition. Ah, okay. Oh, that'll that'll be a big event. That, I think, would be a very huge exhibition. Uh, uh, Mm. They have a lot of their materials uh, going back to uh, 1920s. And, And, but their collection, which was put together by the previous curator, stops in 1980s. And our hmm, tribal collection Park, begins in 1980s. So the two collections okay. combined are going to be a very strong exhibition, uh, which will come out next mm-hmm. year. Okay, so this is the Stella Cavendish collection, right? I should add that Stella Cranbridge uh, lived in Calcutta in, from 1920 to 1950. And she was from Vienna. She was teaching in, in, in Calcutta. And during those 30 years when she was in India, she put together an amazing collection of Indian tribal art. Oh, no, she was a, one of the pioneering curators of, of Indian mm-hmm. art. And she did a very, very important exhibition, uh, I think, in the 80s. Uh, on Indian mm. art, on Indian tribal art. So this would be sort of like a follow-up of that exhibition. Oh, excellent. Yeah. So I'm sure it'll be very impactful because it'll, it's like uh, Indian indigenous art right from the 20s to the present day, right? right? Yeah. Wow, so it's very substantial in that sense. Okay. So, but how did, you know, how did you make the shift from, uh, is it because you're interested in all sorts of Indian art? Yeah, yeah. We are, you know, we don't, you know, we have a pretty large collection now, probably one of the largest Mm. in the U.S. uh, in terms of numbers. Uh, We collect indigenous art, we collect photography, we have some sculptures, Mm. 
We are now starting to collect some installations, which is very unique for us. Uh, we have an installation by Bharti Care, and we, we just bought an installation by, by Rina Kalat. Uh, so, you know, we have some installation. Uh, so we collect you know, pretty much works on paper, prints, so canvases, sculptures, everything. And... Uh, 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 I mean, this book is on works on uh, yeah. on paper. So that means there's more stuff for like for sculpture and installation. I mean, we can expect more books to emerge out of your collections. Yeah, yeah. No, we have uh, 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 several. Uh, yeah, uh, there's a book on photography which was a catalog came out. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Then there was a book mm-hmm. on indigenous art, and there's mm-hmm. now the book on works on paper. And then uh, we have a couple of other books in mind which will come out in the next few years. And okay. But uh, uh, I think the works, the paper trails, in my opinion, is perhaps the best book which, which we have published so far. And I think okay. within the... Uh, uh, within the... Uh, a group of books which are be, which are coming out very fast and uh, very, you know furiously in in India and all over the world on Indian art. Mm. I think uh, mm. the in, uh, the paper trails is a rather sophisticated book. It's a fairly advanced mm. scholarship uh, written mm. by. Uh, 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 Several Western authors uh, who are in their right in their in their own right very very well placed. For example, there's a uh, uh, there's a essay in the book by Rebecca Brown. Uh, Rebecca Brown is a professor at Johns Hopkins, and she is the chair of the department, and she is the mm-hmm. former editor of the Art Journal. I mean, that's a very prestigious position, and we were very happy to have her contribute. And what she has written is is a very sophisticated article on abstractions. Uh, She is talking about the sound which these abstract works make. What is the relationship to sound and, and, and the work? of art. Uh, for example, mm-hmm. she has compared Anish Kapoor's uh, prints in our collection uh, to the concert hall which he designed. Oh. Uh, then she has compared uh, a, a, a drawing by Sudhir Patwarthan uh, to, uh, to the drawings of other uh, artists. One is Navjot and then there's Lee Hua, who's a Chinese artist, and and all of these artists are expressing pain. If you take a look at the painting, you the painting is an expression of pain, and so it is the sound of pain which which these paintings are are showing. So so I think Rebecca Brown has really done a fantastic job in terms of writing an essay. Same thing with the Dale Mason. There's an essay by Dale Mason, and she is one of the most important curators of Indian art in the U.S. She is the head of uh, Indian art department at the Philadelphia Museum of Art. And we asked her to write something on the mythological work in the exhibition. And, you know, mm-hmm. so normally you would expect someone to take those works and talk about what's going on in there, what is the story, what is the background. But she went 
one step further and she said, well, why do modern, modern artists want to talk about myth? Why do contemporary artists want to talk about myth? And why they choose what they choose? And it's a wonderfully, very sophisticated scholarship, which I think is is, is quite amazing. Uh, uh, I can give you another example. Uh, uh, Emma Osley, uh, in the book, who's a young, uh, uh, who's a senior PhD student, she's written an article, uh, an essay on migration. And mm. she's taken the works of uh, Zarina Hashmi, uh, and how how Zarina migrated through various countries, and how her works describe the pain which she experienced while she lived in all of these cities, and then mm-hmm. compares migration with migration of artists in Latin America. And okay. again, there is a you know, I think the essays are at a fairly sophisticated level. So I'd like to think that you know anyone who would find the time to to go through this book would be well rewarded uh, in terms mm-hmm. of some very interesting scholarship. Yeah, and the the, the prints themselves are like fantastic. Oh, thank you. Yeah, well, so, thank you. <laughs> well, at the end of the day, all art books are picture books, and everyone first looks for the pictures, and then yeah. you want to get into see what the authors are saying. And but yeah. the, of course, the initial draw to any book is 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 those colorful images which you see. And yeah, yes. so I think Mopin has done a fantastic job, and and uh, so, you know they they've done a great job. Hmm. And I was particularly struck by you know this Harin Das's uh, uh, woodcuts, yeah. and you know like I, I don't think, uh, of course he's famous, but you know I think this book brings out exactly his genius. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, Harin Das is is a very simplistic artist. Yes, but not simple. Sort of doesn't make things complicated. He wants to present beauty. He wants to present daily life. He wants to present landscapes, but in a very simple manner. He's not trying to complicate things. So his work showed the great technique which he has and the work, and it shows the beauty in his works. You know, I I thought that the essay accompanying his work also, you know, kind of made clear about how the partition affected him. You know, that really struck me. Because when you were talking about migrations, the other one was talking about migrations. And then, you know, I was thinking also about this, the forced migrations. And, you know, it it was manifested in filmmaking and in writing. You know, we know a lot about it there. But here in painting, it just brings it out. So I was... I was a bit struck yeah. by that, you know, because I hadn't thought yeah, of it. No, I think uh, uh, Harin Das's work uh, was really well discussed by uh, Paula Sen Gupta, who's, who, who wrote the, the pieces for, for Harin Das. Uh, and, and, you know, one thing which is I should also add about as a collector, uh, 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 you know, one thing, can you hear me? One more thing I should add about being a collector is, you know, collecting modernist and contemporary work is you get to know the artist. And uh, it turns out that uh, Horan Das's uh, uh, son is married to one of my childhood friends. Mm-hmm. 
uh, and so I've really gotten to know her in that work. Yeah, and so so that's one of the advantages of collecting, you know, modern and contemporary things. Okay. Well, you know, looking yeah. at this book, you know, I was a bit, uh, I was wondering, you know, Anish, uh, Anish Kapoor, I mean, he's more British than Indian, isn't he? I mean, of course, the diaspora and all, but so I just wanted to know about your feeling on that, you know. Ah, very good question. Uh, but I'll, uh, I'll try to <laughs> answer by another story. Uh, Sousa is, a, you know, okay. born in Goa, uh, was a part of the progressive groups, uh, went to went to London and settled mm. there. And back, you know, Sousa, of course, is not very famous, yes. but Tate Modern uh, did a small exhibition of 10 or 12 Sousa's work uh, back in, I think, 2005 or so. I could be wrong on the date. And the curator was Toby Treves. Mm-hmm. And Toby Treves gave a lecture on Sousa's work, and, and okay. he says, well, consider Sousa as one of the top 10 British artists of the 20th century. And I said, Toby, when did Sousa become a Mm. British artist? And Sousa made a (laughs) a very good point. He says, uh, Umesh, uh, what works, what are the dates of works of Sousa's in your collection? And I said, well, they are from his best period from 1950s, late 50s to early 60s. So he said, well, there you go. I mean, Sousa was in England at that time. Mm. Well, I said, all right, you can consider him British artist, but we consider him Indian. He's <laughs> always in India and will always remain Indian. Same thing applies <laughs> to Anish Kapoor. I mean, you know, he is considered by yeah. many as a British artist. But in our thinking, he is Indian. Oh. You know, he's a, he's a Punjabi from, uh, you know, from, from India. I mean, <laughs> okay. I mean, what has changed? I mean, he's, you know, he's, he's having a big, uh, there's a big sculpture by him uh, called The Bean, uh, which is in uh, Chicago. And yes, that famous just one. This, this week, yeah. this week, there's a very similar size sculpture opening in the, uh, in, 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 in Manhattan. Which is sort of very, okay. in some ways, uh, a derivative of the bean. So Anish Kapoor. So we we love collecting okay. Anish Kapoor's prints. Yeah, why not? I mean, he is Indian. <laughs> and I was also struck by the later Lakshma gods in this. Uh, you know, the the women and the the one that made it to the cover. You know, also these are like really beautiful works. So, yeah. but um, as a collector, you know what 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 made you gravitate towards this? Because all these artists are very different. So I was wondering, you know. Well, you know, this is uh, you know, in in uh, you know, this is works which have been collected over a very long period of time. I mean, this is a collection built over twenty five years. So obviously, mm-hmm. we were looking at different things at different yes. times. Uh, it also depends upon what works come on the market. And we like to somehow collect the best works of best artists. So all the artists in the books are very well-established artists. There's no... Uh, uh, and uh, clearly, all of the works would represent uh, 
some of the best works, if not in, in, in some of the cases, possibly the finest works of these artists. Uh, so I think uh, uh, we yes. tend to do a little research. and uh, But really, I tell you, uh, when we look at work, um, me, me and my wife, we always agree on the work to be bought for, for the collection. And we find in the last 10 years, we rarely have a disagreement. You know, we sort of, I think our, our, our interests have, have really synchronized. Yes, very rarely do we disagree. But yeah. How's that? <laughs> I think we have developed a, a similar mm-hmm. taste. And I think uh, we sort of uh, uh, like similar things. And I think we tend to think of the mm-hmm. work a little bit at a higher level. I mean, we would we would buy a work which is not pretty, but it is telling you something. For example, if a work makes you think, we, we like that work. If a mm-hmm. work makes you angry, we would like that work. If a work makes you cry, it, we like that work. We, we're not just looking for pretty works. We also look for works which excite us. And uh, I think that's that. Yes. Yeah. Talk about work that excites the viewer. You know, I thought the 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 Husseins were like actually really quite exciting. The, the not just the Mother Teresa ones, yeah. uh, but also the you know the Ganesh and, and the, the and the Hanumans. Yeah. Though I thought the Ganesh was like really beautiful. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So. Um, do you want to talk about that? Yeah, but, you know, uh, uh, Hussein, uh, uh, you know, uh, has done a lot of mythological works, uh, and uh, yes. and he also presents them in a very uh, exciting manner. I mean, you know, he's sort of uh, the you know the Ganesh work is somewhat whimsical, a little bit in in a certain way. Yes. It shows yes. Ganesh ji, you know, smiling and you know feeling very happy. Uh, as opposed to some of the sculptures of Ganesh, where the Ganesh looks a little bit, you know, strict and a little bit serious. So, and same thing with with the Hanuman work in the in the book uh, uh, that shows uh, very powerful and a very exciting uh, Hanumanji. So I think it's it's yes. uh, uh, I think Hussein has done a fantastic job with that. So we really like that. Hmm. And uh, I also thought even the, the Jyoti Bhats are very, very, very arresting. Jyoti Bhats is something we have started to collect just recently. And the more we learn about his work, more exciting we, it is getting. So, so, so then this is an example of where we are expanding. We are, we are, we are really interested in buying several more Jyoti Bhats for our collection. And yeah, so this is, yes, it is an area where we, there's much more to explore. I think Jyoti Bhatt has a huge spectrum of Mm-hmm. The subject he's he's uh, he's dealt with, and his yes. work really comes on the auction market. That's how we have not not really acquired it, and uh, mm-hmm. so you know I think we intend to really uh, see how much uh, what other things of Jodhipur we should be adding to our collection. 
Mm. Even the KG Subramaniam, you know, I mean, I have, I hadn't seen this. This work isn't widely reproduced, but it's such a powerful one. The the bakery oh, one. Yeah, but, but you know? see, again, this is the sort of a work which you, which we like. I mean, it's a very disturbing work. Very it is disturbing. a work where mm-hmm. uh, uh, where you know some people are being locked up in a bakery and burnt. And yes. these are Muslims being burned by Hindus, which is by itself yeah. a very, very difficult, uh, difficult subject to to deal with. And yes. uh, uh, so I think it's it's uh, uh, yeah, this is the sort of work we like. Yeah, uh, and it's a it's a subject that continues to cause much pain for like in, yes. in India. So. Yeah. I, when I looked at it, I was a bit shocked. But of course, you know, KG Subramanian, whatever he does, it comes out. So even when it's violence, it's beautiful. Right. So in a certain right. sense. So I was wondering about that. Yeah. Now, you know, in, in this essay about your collection, you know, it says, to others, the inspiration and joy behind the acquisition of objects is enhanced by sharing them with the wider oh, community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we love to do that. I mean, you know, we, you see, as a collector, you know, we are privileged to enjoy these works in our lifetime. You know, we have resources to do so. We have the knowledge to do so. We have the place to show them. But at the end of the day, I mean, these works will outlive us all. You know, we will not be around, yes. but these works will be around. So these works really, we think, belong to a wider community than just Mr. and Mrs. Gore. So you know, <laughs> we we lend to museums, we organize exhibitions of our of our collection, and we have been, uh, for example, we gave a large collection to the Smithsonian a couple of years ago. Yes. And yes. you might want to uh, check out this exhibition called Unstill Waters, which is currently mm. taking place at Smithsonian, which is based on our collection of photography to the Smithsonian. Okay. It shows works of Akhil Bhalla mm. and uh, Ravi Agarwal and some of the other artists. Uh, it's a very nice exhibition taking place at the Smithsonian National Museum of Asian Arts. And okay. uh, in fact, uh, you know, we would love you to write about it in, in the newspaper if you can. Uh, it, it's mm-hmm. not very well covered exhibition, but it's a very dramatic okay. and very interesting exhibition. So, so we, we tend to gift uh, our collection and we intend to, for example, the paper trails. Uh, this collection, you know, we have enjoyed it. To, we have displayed it in, in our home gallery and perhaps we'll have another mm. exhibition uh, but in the end we would want all of these works to go to a museum where they are taken care of they are stored and uh, and then uh, they are researched and they're exhibited and shown to other people and, and, mm. and, and hopefully one day when our grandkids or great grandkids would be walking into Smithsonian and they'll say, wow, this is uh, what uh, our grandparents used to collect. So I think <laughs> that would yeah. be a good feeling. And I was also wondering, you know, as the profile of the nation itself, you know, kind of as we grow, I mean, the collection of works of art, you know, is kind of, 
connected to the the state of the nation in in on the world yes. stage yeah. right so uh, uh, as i mean I, i guess as our profile rises the the art of the nation the literature the the contemporary uh you know cultural uh, uh works also kind of become yes. elevated no, no, no. you are absolutely right you are absolutely right uh, mm-hmm. uh, when is for example you know when india has taken off as a country which has happened in the last uh, 25 mm-hmm. 30 years uh, and india continues yes. to become a more and a more significant force in the world politics mm-hmm. uh the art follows through I mean, and mm. and uh, we as collectors are are enjoying the benefits of that. Uh, you know, mm. a lot of museums are now very interested in showing Indian art, which was not the case twenty years ago, and that obviously mm. has something to do with you know, uh, you know, Mr. Modi is in is is, is talked about in New York Times <laughs> every week. Mm. So you know, mm. uh, that has something to you know. So I think. Uh, uh the nation is projected in the art and culture uh, standing of the nation in the world is 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 definitely helpful to all of us as collectors mm. and art enthusiasts because that mm. brings in more scholarship and no. brings in more exhibitions uh and and it also mm. helps all the artists mm. Now, when you have these exhibitions, you know, are the people who come to it just largely from the diaspora, or there are you know Americans like the average American is walking in and looking at these no, this, things? No, this is the uh, most of the exhibitions which we have organized. Uh, uh, it is international. Uh, it is you know local American people you know would go to the exhibition. Oh. and and that i think is is really what we would like to do i mean you know uh and uh, yeah i mean indians also come to the exhibition but uh, uh, most of these for example unstill waters is at smithsonian anybody who walks into the asian mm. art museum will see it and uh, mm. it's it's not just indians only mm mm-hmm. Now, you know when i was reading this uh, this essay i wondered about this why you know there's some comment here about bindu focus being uh, it was construed as a commercial space you know i, I was wondering okay. about that okay all right <laughs> what happened was you know we we you know as the collection grew we built a large home and now we have a gallery in the home so one of our favorite paintings is a painting called bindu nad by raza Oh, this, okay. So then we decided to call our gallery Bindu Modern Gallery, and then okay, people okay. would say, "Well, you know, uh, do you sell things?" I said, "No, we don't sell things. It's just our private gallery." <laughs> But that so we sort of uh, felt that uh, we were looked upon as a commercial gallery, which we were not. So we decided oh. to change the name and just call it the Gore Collection. Okay. Okay. So that's the story because I read it and I said I was wondering, you know, oh, why there's a story behind this. So this is the story. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so which is you know I know you probably won't answer this, but which is your favorite piece that's featured in this? Favorite book? piece, boy. Uh, I would say, can I give maybe three? 
yeah. Okay. Clearly, Ram Kumar Townscape is one of my favorite pieces. Uh, okay. There's a drawing by Lakshma Gaud of the two yeah. women. Which one? The red background. Uh, yes, the yeah, red background. That's lovely. One eighty-seven. I'm looking at it's, it. Right uh, now. Yeah. You really have to see the drawing to appreciate the beauty. Um, yeah. And. Uh, my wife will disagree, but there's a print by Souza, which is sort of uh, uh, the nude couple. Uh, that mm. also is one of my favorite. I think it's a very strong presentation by Souza. Okay. Uh, okay. And uh, Zarina Hashmi. All her works we find very exciting. Okay. Okay, all these these um, maps, yeah, yeah. cities blotted. No, you have to really stand in front of those maps, and you stand there mm-hmm. and then you start thinking, "Wow, these cities really had a lot of bombs dropped on them." And, and you know, mm-hmm. we have lived in the U- I've lived in the U.S. for a long time. It's a very peaceful mm-hmm. place. I mean. Yeah, there's some gun violence all the time, but we don't have bombs dropping in. <laughs> I don't know which is worse, bombs dropping know, or something. That's a good, good, good question. I don't know what is worse. But, <laughs> but you know, once you stand in front of the maps of cities and you see these mm. cities saw so much violence, uh, it kind of mm. looks very interesting. Very engaged with mm. these cities. You feel like a part of that, uh, a part of the journey. Mm. What, what, what about Susa's heads? I thought those were very yeah. powerful. Susa's heads are very powerful, yeah. Yes. Mm. But, but, you know, uh, the ones in the book also are compared to some of the canvases which we have in the collection. And okay, uh, okay. those are, are probably more, even more powerful than the works on paper. So, so when I say the, my favorite, so probably uh, I think those are very strong works also. You know, another artist which mm-hmm. I think has been not fully appreciated by, by the collectors and the art market is Krishna Reddy. Uh, he oh, does okay. abstract prints. Yeah, they're lovely. They these abstracts are fantastic. And uh, mm. he has, you know, these are artists who first make a uh, uh, make a mold to create a print, mm. and uh, yes. uh, what they call the plate. So you carve into a plate mm. and then use. And so these artists do very few of these. So Krishna Reddy, in his uh, mm. in his lifetime, did about fifty-five to sixty prints. And of course, all those prints oh, are okay. prints in multiple colors. They change the color. They change. Uh, uh, so there are hundreds, not hundred, but several dozen of mm. each print uh, which are out there. So we are mm. on a mission to collect all 60 of those prints. And ah. so, so whenever, <laughs> you know, they're very reasonably priced. And, Who holds most of them? Who has most? 
who has most of them i obviously uh, uh, most of them belong to the estate estate has some of them okay. but most of what estate okay. has we already have so oh, that's not okay. our major focus but there are some rare ones which uh, have to come on the market when they come on the market mm-hmm. uh, uh, so i think it is it will probably take a while so whenever something comes on the market if we don't have it you can you can assume that we are going to buy it <laughs> <laughs> okay okay and even this um i think this lovely one of the puppeteers who's this by this is by anupam sood this is also fantastic the conference yeah yeah Anupam Sood, I think, is one of the most important printmakers of India, and and she's done so much work in terms of uh, feminism, in terms of uh, politics, in terms of uh, lots of narratives. Uh, I think she's done extremely well. I really like her work. We love her work. Hmm. also this madhvi parikh work which is like i mean it's it's naive art in a sense but it's also very sophisticated i thought on my way to my home yeah yes mm-hmm. uh, 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 you know every work has a story and and i have to tell you the story of that work <laughs> and, yeah, you know <laughs> this work we bought i think uh, maybe 25 years ago it was at a bose spacia mm-hmm. art gallery Okay. and uh, and you know this was a time when indian art was not expensive and she wanted a lot of money for this i forget how much it was something like 4000 or something like that and i said you know this is too much money and we are not going to buy this work because we think you're asking too much well a few months went by and then uh, sherry halter was the person who used to uh, who used to uh, uh, who used to run the gallery she sent me a copy of uh, uh, india art india magazine and this one was on the cover of art india magazine okay no further price negotiations were necessary we sent her a check and she sent her the work Yeah. And, and and again okay. again making the connection with the artist madhuri parik was in new york a few years ago uh, mm-hmm. just before the pandemic and she came over to the house madhuri and her husband manu parik they both came over to the house and uh, uh, she said wow omesh you have this work and she was very <laughs> thrilled to know that we had this work and she actually uh, wanted to herself stand next to the work and be photographed and she <laughs> she you know because i think that work has a special relationship to her because it really was wow. on the cover of a uh, art in the magazine mm-hmm. so tell me when you you know develop relationships with artists what is it like because you you, you you're you're a patron Okay. Okay. Now, one more thing I should add: I have never mm-hmm. bought a painting from an artist, never in my life, mm-hmm. and I like mm-hmm. to keep it that way. 
for example, Ram Kumar was a very good friend of mine. Uh, we used to get together, drink a lot of scotch. And, okay. uh, but I never bought any painting from him. Uh, I find your relationship is different if you buy paintings from the artist. And you have yes. no, no opportunity to negotiate. And if you, it, it, it's, I don't want to be a customer of an artist. Artists need to sell it through yes. the gallery and we buy, we mm. bought a lot of works from gallery, but most of the collection we really bought is from auction houses. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So in, in a sense, that's neutral. So it doesn't affect the friendship. Yes. I'd rather be friends of artists than their customers. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Okay. So great. So, you know, I could keep talking to you because this is a lovely book, but, um, you know, I mean, I won't take more of your time. For the listeners, you know, go out and get Paper Trails, Modern Indian Works on Paper from the Gore Collection. It's a lovely book. It's um, got beautiful works and, you know, and the writing uh, throws you know, sheds light on, on, on these artists and on their work. And, you know, you learn a lot from it and uh, about, about, about their lives and about, about the movements that they're part, they're a part of. And of course you can feast your eyes on the works themselves. So, um, so this is, this is a wonderful book. Thank you so much yeah, for talking yeah. to me. Pleasure. Pleasure. <laughs> Bye. Bye. This was a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.